Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. This episode of Gaze at the National Parks is sponsored by Moon Travel Guides. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to build the perfect trip when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you are taking a short road trip, exploring a European city, heading to a national park, or traveling to South America, Asia, or beyond, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. through a terrible breakup like like epic breakup and was moving out to Phoenix to Arizona where I live now and I had a job lined up but I was I was leaving New York because like this was the breakup of all the breakups and I was like I gotta get out this island is very small (laughs) like I gotta get off this place (laughs) and had just packed up my car just like my little car with whatever I had so there was like not a moving truck it was nothing it was like me and all my like literal baggage and like emotional baggage And just started driving west. And it was like, things just hit a little different when you're carrying that stuff and all those feelings. But then also you're on the road, right? And it's just like hours to think. But like a sunset hits a little bit different. I remember being on I-40. And I think I was like going through the panhandle of Texas, which is a very like vast expanse of land. Like there's not a whole lot. There was just, the whole land was flat. And the sun was just like, just kept seeing sinking and sinking and sinking and I just was literally watching the sun set and it was as I said just hits a little different when you're feeling all the feelings and I think that was probably when I was like oh a road trip can be a lot more than just a way to get from point a to b like by the time I got to Arizona I felt so much lighter Hello and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. While the long format episodes of our show explore one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time, Trail Mix is the short format episode of our show. It's where we get to explore topics we didn't get to cover in our long format episodes, including history, science, environmental justice, and also interviews. Today's Trail Mix is a very special interview with... 
Jessica Dunham, the author of The Open Road, 50 Best Road Trips in the USA by Moon Travel Guides. Jessica Dunham lives in Phoenix with her husband and two spunky dogs and has developed a deep love and relationship with Route 66. Traveling back and forth from Phoenix and Vermont on the open road, Jessica used her imagination and travel savvy to explore much of the United States. She's traversed the southwest portion of Route 66 hundreds of times, napped in leafy parks, camped in tents, dined at mom and pop eateries, met strangers, and made friends in almost every town dotting the famed highway. She's seen the sunrise over Illinois cornfields and watched it set over the Pacific Ocean. Her writing has been featured in Phoenix Magazine, Valley Guide, Phoenix Travel Guide, Arizona Visitor's Guide, Midwest Living, Phoenix New Times, Modern Luxury, Annapolis Visitor's Guide, Connecticut Visitor's Guide, Runner's World, Jane, Discover South Carolina, and more. She is also someone who became like an instant friend, and we promise you'll be able to hear the exact moment when this happens. We are so excited because with us today is Jessica Dunham. Hi, Jessica. Hi, guys. I am so, so, so excited to be on today. Yeah, we're very excited to have you. We're thrilled to have you. And you are the author of The Moon Travel Guide, The Open Road, 50 Best Road Trips in the USA from Weekend Getaways to Cross-Country Adventures. I know that the title's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really accurate. It's succinct, yeah. It's really accurate. Mm -hmm. First of all, I do have to shout out to the folks at Moon because I do feel like visually they always lay out their books very well. Never overstimulated. No. And it's just like in their use of color, especially jewel tones, because I do love a good (laughs) jewel tone. But something that I love already about the first time I picked up your book was like when you look at the side of it, you can see like the edge of the pages are like batched into different colors. And that is to talk about like the different areas of the country where road trips can happen. I'm so curious to know, like, what brought you to writing this book? Well, first of all, can I just say thank you for noticing little details like that? Because usually when we're talking about the book, it's talking about the the content, which is great. But Moon does such a nice job with all of those little readability features. And you are totally right. The colors on the side highlight the nine different regions that we cover in the book. So yay, thank you for noticing. (laughs) Not that I had anything to do with that, but... (laughs) But yes, no, we understand. It's important. It is. Graphic design is there for a reason. Mike is our in-house uh, like visual artist. artist. He's yeah. sort of like the visual artist component of, of our partnership. So he's always noticing details like that. It's a true gift. So kudos to you. I don't have that eye. I have, I have the appreciator eye, but I don't have the designer eye. So much respect. But appreciator eyes are just as important. this book came about if you can believe it from my experience and love for route 66 (gasps) ah yes love that so have either of you done route 66 we have been on a portion of it yes when we were in painted desert yeah Oh gosh, that's such a great, it's funny that that is like probably the part of Route 66 that is so unique and that the rest of Route 66 is not at all like the Painted Desert, but that's also probably the most beautiful part. Yeah, yeah, no, Mm. so that's our only little experience with Route 66 and it's obviously very, very slight, but no, I, I, I don't know, I know that it is a giant route that 
crosses most of the country, but I, it's something that neither of us have had the privilege of fully doing yet. I love Route 66. I have done it in its entirety um, probably three or four times and then portions of it dozens of times. But I had written a moon guide on Route 66, so the moon Route 66 road trip, when moon came back to me and said that they were thinking about doing this bigger road trips guide. And would I be interested in sort of expanding my knowledge of road trips through Route 66 into uh, 49 more (laughs) road trips? Um, And of course I said yes. And the idea was that we would highlight three cross-country road trips. So three biggies, right? Like epic journeys, coast to coast, and Route 66 would be one of those, even though it's not technically coast to coast because it does start start in Chicago and end at the Pacific Ocean. So it really isn't coast to coast, but that was the genesis of the book is let's have three epic bucket list road trips and then pull in other road trips. And, And as you said in the title, Um, what's cool is we do road trips as short as two days. So if you literally are like, I have a Saturday and a Sunday free, where can I go? I have those in the book. And then if you're like, I've got three weeks and I want to hit the road, we have a couple of 21 day trips. I think the longest is 21, 14 day trips, 10 day trips. It's all in there. And we also did this thing in the book where at the end of each road trip, we give you suggestions for how you can tack on another road trip or amend your the one you're on to like add something else in if you're nearby. So it's like, as you said earlier, it is a choose your own adventure road trip book. Yeah, no, that's and it's so great to just have that as a you know, option. Like options are the spice of life, especially as we started talking about Acadia earlier prior to starting our recording, just having the option to go one way or the other and to then choose your own adventure. It just makes things all the more interesting. And like, also, I don't know how you feel, but wouldn't you say that is like why you would want to take a road trip to begin with is to have a little agency over Mm -hmm. what you're going to see or where you're going to go? As opposed uh-huh. to knowing like you're getting on a flight and landing in one spot, <laughs> you have the time to meander. And that's there's a beauty in that for sure. Something that I love that I find to be sort of really true, especially across moon guides, because um, now like we've buried our, our, our heads in a lot of them, is how centered curiosity is in everything. Like curiosity is sort of like it's like the root of all of the things. And I feel like that like translates so beautifully as somebody who like goes to a moon travel guide constantly. I'm like, I know I'm going to be getting information from a person who's like driven by curiosity as much as I am. And so like I always feel like that is always leaping off of the page. I feel like particularly here in your book, that's like super highlighted because like I love how like in any in each section of America, there's like options for like there. Here's a road trip that you could do in three days. Here's a road trip that you could do in um in a weekend. And so like there's so many like things that I can get curious about and curiosities that I can follow. And I just feel like I'm wondering about like curiosity in your own life and like where it sits for you and how it shows up in your writing. Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. And thank you for saying that. I think like I think what people 
love about getaways and trips and vacations is is actually a lot of that moment when you're sitting in your house and you're thinking about it you know which which is 100% that curiosity right like it's almost like the anticipation of the trip is the gift itself which is thinking about going to these places and daydreaming about what they could be like and trying to sort of imagine, if you will, these things that you couldn't even possibly imagine. And so I think that's where, that's like, that's why we love travel, right? But like, it is the travel of sitting on the couch thinking about the travel. And then of course you get, you get out there and that's where you get to, to let all those forces drive you, like the curiosity or I'm I'm a planner. I don't know about you, but I love planning things out. Um, but one thing I always, always, always save room for on a road trip or a trip is lots of white space, right? Like lots of blank space to um, ask the guy at the brewery like what his favorite place is for a croissant for breakfast. And so again, going back to the road trip thing, you have all of that freedom, if you will, on a road trip to make friends, not make friends, ask questions, don't ask questions, but to um, let like all of the forces of nature of the trip lead you where you may. That rings very true for our travel. I feel like when I was a little younger and traveling internationally, that also hits really true because you sort of are, you know, here, if you're a native speaker or if you, you know, if English is your first language, it's very easy to just have, pick up a conversation with somebody and, uh, you know, incite that conversation, figure out what's going on, what you might want to do by asking a local, which is like some of the best, you get some of the best insight from a local. Traveling internationally, you're kind of like forced to make connections and there, and then curiosity sort of develops from that because you kind of glom onto people that also can speak your language and then you can kind of figure things out together. At least in my experiences, I've had traveling internationally, I've kind of gotten that. So I do, that rings very true. And, and just travel in general, I feel like if you leave those spaces open, if you leave the doorway open for curiosity, for just your own kind of opportunity beyond what is planned and planned and written on the page, it gives you it enriches the trip so much more. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I just got back from a road trip on the 101 up the uh, Oregon coast. That example I used of like meeting someone in a brewery, that was true. Uh, that We were at a brewery in a little town called Yahats on the 101 in Oregon. And we were sitting outside. It was a beautiful day, which I don't know if, you've, if you know, you don't get a lot of those on the Oregon coast. It's a lot of cloud coverage, but... Um, there was an older gentleman sitting next to me at, at the picnic table and we just started talking to him and he um, was retired and in his retirement he had been volunteering at the Oregon Coast Aquarium in Newport and he gave us two free tickets that he got as a volunteer there and was like you have to go see this and I never ever would have gone to do that never it just wouldn't have crossed my mind to go to an aquarium on a road trip and because we had a little bit of time we had a couple hours before dinner we headed up and did it. Yeah, it's always amazing like what we, we've consistently said just from doing the show and from getting to meet so many people. It's the human factor is always. always just such a beautiful thing and always such a surprise. Like there's always so many beautiful connections that can be made just by like taking the time to have a conversation with somebody, yeah. whether it's on the trail, whether it's sitting at a brewery, you know whether it's at a rest stop, like there is opportunity there, which is yeah. so amazing. I'll share this quick story with you. When we were in Arches National Park, we've told this story on the show before, but um, I think it's kind of really special because like this was so long ago and we still are kind of in touch with 
these folks. We ran into this group of um, four or five women, four or five women who were all together and hiking together. And we ran into them like four or five times on this trail that we were doing. After like the fourth time, I was like, you know, next time we run into them, we should just be like, where are y'all going for dinner? Like, y'all want to meet up, right? So we run into them again, and then they asked us that. And they were like, well, what are we getting drinks after this or something? Come on. And we were like, we were going to ask you that too. We're so, clearly best friends. Clearly. And I was like, do you want to exchange numbers? And they were like, no, we are. We only have Canadian phones. They were all Canadian. They were like, our phones don't work here. They were like, so we're going to have to do the thing where we pick a place and a time and just show up. Oh, stop. It was great. (laughs) And we did. And we all showed up and we all had dinner together. They call themselves the Hiking Mamas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, and so they do a whole bunch of different road trips. They were doing a trip. I forget. They were coming down from Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. yeah, They were making a whole thing. And so um, it was great. But like those small moments are the things that make the travel and the like especially leaving this the blank space in the travel like really worth it because then you get those memorable moments oh yeah and and the follow-up to my brewery guy story was that he he we exchanged numbers and I called him later to thank him for the tickets and he invited us over for dinner at his house with his wife and when I got to his house his wife and I were in the kitchen. Her name's Ruth. She was very sweet. And she turns to me and she says, you know, she says, my husband is so introverted. She was like, in the 30 years I've been married to him, he hasn't mentioned meeting anybody out in public. And she said, <laughs> wow. when, when he said that he met people at the brewery and wanted to have them over, I was like, I knew I had to meet you. <laughs> it was and my husband and I and our two dogs. And so, that's and now amazing. we've exchanged letters already, lifelong friends. So, oh, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? The human factor. Oh. The human factor. And you were speaking about hiking in Arches, which is a beautiful national park. I did Arches when I was researching the Road Trips book and I was doing Route 50, which goes from Sacramento to Ocean City. Yes. And Route 50 pops right on by Arches. So um, we stopped and we did Arches. But when I was hiking in Grand Canyon National Park, have you guys you've been there, right? Oh, we did. We, have. we, haven't, we haven't gone fully into the canyon. We haven't done the North Rim. We've only done the South Rim. Yeah. This was just last year and we were hiking down to the river and back up to the rim. Um, and as we were hiking down, we ran into Mr. Dave Matthews himself of <laughs> 90s, <laughs> 90s jam band. Wow. <laughs> yes. He did not invite us to dinner. Oh, <laughs> but he sang a little bit of ants marching for you. There you go. He didn't sing anything. Can I tell you, he was wearing this very large, almost costume-like old West hat. <laughs> oh, he and was he was in. he was on a horse, and as he went by, he like tipped his cap and said cheerio which when i tell people this it makes everyone think i was hallucinating and clearly dehydrated <laughs> which i wasn't <laughs> um well that's a story that you will have um, forever have forever yeah dave matthews <laughs> and his 10 gallon hat there's saying part cheerio. of me that is not surprised i felt like he was costumed or something you're not surprised. I mean, kind of not. Like, I feel like I feel like if you're Dave Matthews, why not? Why not costume yourself on top of a horse? On top of a horse to, you know, go through the Grand Canyon. You know? 
Wow, I'm trying to think. Have we? We haven't run into any celebrities. We haven't run into any celebrities. <laughs> no, that's not, not yet, true. Not that's, you know not what? Yet. That's not true. On yes, the please. flight back from LA, when oh, Mr. Mr. T, Mr. T was, was on our flight. flight. Yeah. Get out. Yes, <laughs> and he is exactly as you would imagine mm-hmm. him to be, and the kindest, most generous person. Mm-hmm. There was a line of people in that airport waiting to like get a photo with him, and he got a photo with every single wow. person. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is why I do what I do. Of course, I'm going to engage. Of course, you can have a photo. Of course, we can talk. I mean, just the kindest, most just like available person to this line of fans. And so, yeah, Where, it was wild. Where's your photo? You guys got one. Right? We didn't get a photo. <laughs> no, a photo. honestly, because the line was like thirty people deep, <laughs> and I was like, if we had happened to pop- now, yeah. he was like a few rows in front of us on the, the plane. plane. Yeah, but I was like, it feels weird to be like to walk up to someone while on a plane and be like, can we selfie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. so we didn't, we didn't do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm wondering about this. All three of the big road trips in this book all intersect in St. Louis. Yes, they do. You mm-hmm. do have an eye for detail. Yeah. <laughs> they and sure I'm wondering, do. I'm wondering, like, um, we did go to St. Louis and we did get to do the Gateway, Gateway Arch. Arch. And I'm wondering, like, was that intentional? Did that just sort of happen to be? Why is St. Louis, like, an, an intersecting point on, like, three major, major trips? Oh, God. I would love to say that it was, it was like, pure, like, editorial intention. But I think it's just <laughs> the sheer fact that St. Louis, at least in American history... Um, has been such a hub of transportation, you know? I mean, it's right on the Mississippi, and so it is, for years, that was like, even now, I mean, that is a major, major intersection, a major intersection for the connection between the East Coast and the West, and so just a lot of roads go through St. Louis. Yeah, it's um, a gateway city. It's literally the gateway yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so Route 66 comes down from Chicago, um, so you go Chicago, and then St. Louis is kind of your next big city on Route 66. And then, of course, Route 50 comes through. I mean, I've driven through that city so many times. There's like, I feel like every highway you could ever be on is going to get you to St. Louis at some point. All roads lead All to St. Louis. All roads lead to and St. Louis. Really there. So true. It's true. The Rome of our time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild to see. I mean, we've we've not done a full cross-country road trip but we have done a very almost almost almost. cross-country we drove from new jersey to glacier and then back um so we were like we could drive we like thought about it for a minute we were like do we just go to olympic do we (laughs) do it yeah and we did so tell me like what is your what are your road trip personalities right like some people are like oh we love that yeah so tell me who are each of you on in in the car like what is the road trip personality that's going to come out Uh, okay well i do have to say famously we do great together on long car rides Mm -hmm. We kind of always have, like, that was like a really early sort of sign that we traveled well together. Well, that was like kind of baptism by fire because we drove our first trip before National Parks was from New Jersey to Orlando and then meandering back up. Um, And we drove that 24 or 18 hours straight through. Yeah. No stops. Yeah. No. Yeah. We were wild. I was like, okay, we did this. We can we can travel anywhere. We can do anything. Yeah. 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 Okay, so personalities, um, especially when it's the two of us going, it's calm, 
it's like there's not a lot of like um urgency like when it comes to like the actual car riding and so like as soon as we're like in the car and we're like going it's like uh like relaxed mm, okay so um because i think i could lean into the fact that like we're both people who travel well together in the car but there's a lot of intense deep conversation yeah. about hyper specific niche things right it'll be like let's talk about i mean we that's when we do all of our therapy talking <laughs> right yeah let's talk about like where are you with shame you know what i mean like we'll do a lot of that mm-hmm. a lot of those mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. happen and i guess like and we both are big fans of games so we have a ton of games like or books that are trivia books we've got we trivial pursuit cards too. crossword puzzles we got puzzles and games for galore, days for days so like if somebody's getting tired of it, then like, right. And I think like we kind of have like a, an understanding that it's like the person pulling the weight here is the driver. So like driver gets to call the shots about we're, let's do this trivia book or let's do this, these trivia cards or, or whatnot. And I do have to say like on the road, I'm the one who is always creating the like, we have to stop because we have to go uh, there. I need a bathroom stop. Like, I'm the one who like, I like a bathroom stop. I like strolling through the shop of wherever we stop. That's just me. But you can talk all about your personality, which is, which is not me at all. <laughs> as I said to, um, as I said to coworkers today, I was like, "Yeah, Katie is like seven hours for us from New Brunswick. That'll be like eight and a half, nine, because we'll be stopping a lot. <laughs> I could drive from New Jersey to Maine and not have to use the bathroom, like, and still be drinking water. So, like, not um, me." <laughs> All the stops the are like something I have grown to um, understand, and um, I I just I work with it now. I have like let it go, but it used to be like, oh my god, you really have to go again um, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like that's not a life I live. Um, not at all, not at all. Which I'm very grateful for because I know you're like God. I hate that I have to stop so much. Oh you don't well, love it. I mean, yeah. I've accepted that it just has <laughs> happened all the time now, and yeah. so I just like I sort of like to work it in as like a oh, I wonder what this place is like. <laughs> I'm just gonna stroll around and like look at these souvenirs that I'm not gonna buy, but you know, like at any rest stop and just be like, oh, take it in. You know, like I am that It's an experience person. for you. I make it an experience. Mm-hmm, Why not mm-hmm. make it an experience? Meanwhile, I'm like, let's get there. Is one of you the driver usually? No, we no, both we, share we that. No, we alternate. Yeah. 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 We like, I feel like even from the get-go, we did that. Um, oh, yeah. It just was like, it's too much heavy lifting to want to drive, especially straight through like in a, in a late night situation. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we both share the load there and we, we keep it as even as possible. And like, sometimes we'll be like, okay, it's eight hours. Like tomorrow we might say, all right, I'll drive for four and I'll drive for the other four. Or it just might depend. Like I'm not feeling it. Can you like take over and then we'll flip flop. So I think we keep it pretty even keeled. One of the things that looking through the book that I love, just kind of bringing it back to that is I love that you have like playlist suggestions and (laughs) also like podcasts. Like I'm at the page right now in the, in the Blue Ridge where it's like, you should listen to Dolly Parton's America and we did that when we, we were on our lo- long road trip because it's a great podcast and I, I think that's something too like we'll 
like we listened to a lot of scary podcasts on our trip out west Mm -hmm. um and then we'll just like make a playlist and just listen to that like so we're kind of we are easily amused and can like for as long as we're friends like as we've been friends over 12 years now and we hang out a lot but we're not bored by each other in the car there's plenty of things to like chat about to do um, we always make sure that snacks are there. You know, we're 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 well planned and well versed at this point. Uh, yeah, it was funny you mentioned the podcast and the music. I mean, music is so subjective and tastes are so subjective. So that was even something we weren't sure we wanted to put in because it would it a lot of it is sort of indicative of things that I am drawn to or or sure. like, but. I also think that that goes to that question of, you know, what is your road trip personality? Because yeah. I think that you can discover kind of new tastes or new interests or new things about yourself when you're in a car on the road for a really yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, and I think you can kind of play with your your interests and, and try kind of try new things and I don't know, be a new person. Isn't that like... Mm-hmm. Like what road trip movies are all about is yeah, a transformational right. experience. And discovery. discovery. Yeah. yeah. You start as one person and you end as a whole other person. Yeah. It's Absolutely. true. It's true. Just like Crossroads. Just <laughs> starring Britney Spears. Starring the legend Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something else that I love regarding the playlist is like, obviously, yes, music can be so subjective, but like, I think it's helpful and like really important that my Tennessee mountain home was included here in this, right? I mean, you could have included any Dolly Parton song, but that particular song actually has quite a bit to do with that area and like, and the the community of that area and what, and her like entire artistic perspective of growing up there. And so like, I think I mean, we listened to that song at some point while we were on our trip. Or in Dollywood. Or in Dollywood, (laughs) because we did go there one day. I've also, I too have been to Dollywood. I mean, I don't know. Dolly Parton is like my hero, so. (laughs) Oh, same. Entirely. Entirely. I mean, Dollywood was wonderful, but for me, the highlight is that Chasing Rainbows Museum, where you get to just see... Hologram Dolly. Hologram Dolly. (laughs) And all of the, like, props from the movie. Like, when... (laughs) Like when we walked in and saw like there's the coat of many colors, I burst into tears and I'm like, and there's the handwritten note where she wrote the lyrics. I mean, I was <laughs> losing my mind. So yeah, like I, but I feel like road trips are always full of surprises like that. Like, oh, I didn't know this was here. And wow, I'm learning about something. I'm learning something about myself now. Oh, I couldn't, I could not agree more. And and also, as you said, learning something about the your road tripping buddy um there's you know i've done every summer we drive from arizona to vermont and it's a big trip and sometimes we'll do route 66 and sometimes we'll do other ways to get there but there was one year when we had a friend of ours from arizona join us for the whole trip and this was not a a trip where we were going to stop and see things we were just trying to push through like let's just drive so we were driving all night long and i remember it was like 2 a.m somewhere in the cornfields of illinois and I was driving and our friend was sitting in the front seat and he was staying awake to keep me awake and just chatting. And I had known him for probably 10 years. And it was one of those conversations that you mentioned earlier. So talk to me about shame. You know, it was one of yeah. those conversations where he started opening up about his parents getting divorced when he was really mm. young and not knowing his father and how that shaped 
a lot of the things he was going through as an adult. And this was a friend of mine I'd known for a decade and I didn't know any of these things about yeah. him. And it was just, you know, you know, like late at night and you're in the car and it has that sort of quiet to yes. it. And everything's really dark outside and you might be the only car on the road. Maybe there's like another late, you know, late night person on the road. But it just is like this cocoon where you can say things and you can listen in a way that you don't get to listen maybe when you're out at a cocktail bar or whatever. And that's another thing I love about road trips. And that's not something that you could ever force. It just comes out organically of being in this space with this other person yeah you're kind of like not this is gonna sound bad but you're like it's like forced captivity and <laughs> like in that way where it's like the ground is so fertile for that to happen in that kind of space because there's this availability for vulnerability when it's just you and another person you know it's different where it's like i'm at his apartment right now i could get up and go to the bathroom i can go over here i can leave and go outside you're you're in a car you're not going anywhere unless you're at you know stopping at a pit stop somewhere so i think it it is just such fertile ground for like that sort of conversation to just come up and allow for those deep things, which is kind of wonderful. Like, oh, yeah. it's unexpected in some ways. You never know where the conversation's going to go, but it, there's a beauty in that. I think there's also something to be said when, when you're both just staring straight ahead at the road that you feel more comfortable saying mm-hmm. things. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, versus sitting across the table and looking into someone's mm-hmm. eyes. It's like you're both sitting, looking straight ahead, and you can just talk mm-hmm. and let things fly. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Some of the hardest <laughs> conversations I think I've ever had in my entire life happened in cars. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it really does, like, give you such an, it's such an opportunity yeah. for that. I, I came out to people in cars. I, like, say, plenty me of Me too. Plenty yeah. of people. It was, that like, was safe. my queer yeah. journey. Yeah. I wanted to share this with you. I mean, obviously, we've known each other for 12, years. going on a thousand <laughs> years, it feels like. Um, but, like, when, when we did our road trip, we did a five-week road trip in the summer of 2021 that took us to 10 parks. And, like, that was when we went all the way to Glacier. And something that we discovered on that trip about each other, which we could never articulate before, was the fact that, like, when something throws us off, like, I feel it immediately and very intensely. And then Mike is, like, slow roll and we'll feel it maybe three hours later. Or like three it, days later. Or three days later. Yeah. It'll sort of like <laughs> slow roll its way mm-hmm. into like, oh, now. And I'm like, oh, this is this is the stuff I was dealing with like three mm. days ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're the Virgil to my Dante. Kind of, <laughs> kind of yeah. right, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. Emotionally. And I, I love how uh, road trips give us so much opportunity to learn new things about ourselves and new things about, you know, the people that we travel with. And also, I mean, our country, too. And now, you know, you guys have driven for five weeks. You've crossed the country. You didn't do coast to coast, but you did pretty pretty close. I would love to know what your take is or your reaction was driving through so many different geographic landscapes, which I always find very shocking, no matter how many times I do it. But also the accents, people's different, um, you know, like... The way they speak is different. The way they dress is different. The way they look is different, which I think is such a unique thing to our country. And as opposed to, say, 
France or, you know, other places where it's much smaller. This is, we're all kind of one nation and yet we're very different different. (laughs) and we live in very different geographies and topographies. So I was curious, was that something that like kind of rose to the top for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, my background is theater and I love dialects and I love accents. So I'm listening to stuff constantly. We leaned real hard into Midwest accent, like ourselves, like it just happened. It would just, (laughs) you picked picked it it up. up. What are we gonna? What are I we gonna do now? Like, yeah. what are? What about yeah. oh, tomorrow? Yeah. You know, it like we, it would bad. just happen real yeah. fast, and we would be like, we would be aware of it. Yeah. But, you know, like I am the same way. I pick it up, and it's really embarrassing because I feel like people think I'm making fun of them, and I'm like, not. I just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it just happens. Yeah, I think geographically, just that trip was obviously our biggest. But we, you know, all of our parks trips have been in some way or another road trips. Yeah, we'll take a plane sometimes to get somewhere, but then we're in a car for like ten days traveling from you know Las Vegas all the way you know out to Moab and then back down through Grand Canyon and Painted Desert and around. So like we've seen like the like disparate geography just by like those sort of travels but like the five weeks definitely having done that trip and being in New Jersey where everything is so densely populated and there you you can drive like you know 10 minutes in some places and you'll go through three towns and then getting further and further west and being like oh my god there is nothing like north driving across North Dakota then through all the way Montana was like, uh, if we break down, we're screwed. Like, oh, if, yeah. you know, if that was like gas, sort of, yeah. that was very present in our minds. And I just remember swinging back as we started to come back after, I guess it was Badlands and Wind Cave. And I think we were in, we went to Oklahoma City. No, where did mm. we end up? I'm trying to remember. Oh, where we, in Omaha. In Omaha. And I was like, oh my God, it's so nice to be in a city. Like I, I missed that rush of yeah. like, and and then we were in that space again of empty before we hit really St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it just was, it was interesting to see that, like how just vast the country is that, and then how vast the spaces are between things. That was fascinating for, for the both of us. Yeah. Another thing that, um, in New Jersey, when people like interact together, like it's often like, especially people who don't know each other, like immediately right off the bat, like the, the communication can sound very harsh and very like all business and like, blah, blah. and then like after a moment, like people warm up and let their guards down. Whereas like when we go to California, it's like guards are just down. <laughs> the guards are down. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you know, we walk into a cafe and it's like somebody who doesn't work there is just like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, just coming in. How's this cafe? It's pretty good. I just got this latte. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Do you want to try it? Do you want to I mean, try it's it? Like, it's just that. Like, it's, it's like automatic that. generosity. Automatic yeah. generosity. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody, like the, the level of chill is like way higher, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I am always curious about like, I'll call it cold call communication. Like first, right off the bat, like we don't know each other, but we have to talk to each other about something. Like how does that go down here in Michigan? And how does that happen here in Tennessee? And how does that happen over in Montana? And it's like, it's so fascinating to watch it happen. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with if you're being, if you're open on a road trip to maybe saying hello or maybe even allowing, you know, 
someone local to approach you, you get to experience like what that's like and, and kind of get a sense of, okay, well, if I talk to someone in New Jersey for 20 minutes, they're going to warm up over the 20 minutes. But if I talk to someone in Arizona, for example, they're going to be talking to me right away. Like they're just, they're going to be chatting right away. Or in Oregon, it might take a little bit longer, but then they're going to give you tickets to the aquarium and invite you over to their house for dinner. So it's just sort of that open-heartedness that I think at least that's what I've experienced on road trips um and that you know open-heartedness to of myself I mean allowing myself to be kind of um available to like whatever is gonna come my way I'm so curious about like um where like in the research that you did to write this book was there like a stretch of road trip or like a like a, an area that you were able to travel and explore where you found that that open-heartedness in yourself was a lot more open than you expected? Oh, that's such a good question. First, I want to give a huge amount of thank you to all of the other Moon authors that we pulled content from their books for this mm-hmm. book. So if anyone out there thinks that I did 50 road trips, <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Um, I've done portions of almost every single road trip in here, but in areas where I didn't, um, wasn't able to get to those parts, we were able to pull content from other moon authors so thank you they're all amazing and it's all authentic content um but yeah to your question I think I would say it was on route 50 and that I would say route 50 because it takes you through every probable possible offering that our country has in the sense that you're going to go through major cities big cities you go through Washington DC you're you're you start in Sacramento. It takes you to Ocean City, which is a beach beach town in Maryland. Um, it takes you through very remote parts of West Virginia, <laughs> through the through the Allegheny Mountains. And I think what I felt melt away for me uh, was a lot of my expectations or stereotypes. I think that I had for a lot of different places. Um, I've always lived in big cities. I'm from the East Coast originally and I've always grown up in a city. So for me a city I'm very comfortable in a city. But it also means that I kind of have a little bit of a hard shell around me because I've got to get things done, right? Like you're moving and you're going here and you're going there and you can't take a lot of time to be bothered with other people. And so I think I had a lot of stereotypes for a lot of different places in our country for better or for worse. As I kept driving west, I felt a lot of those just fall away, melt away, because I was confronted with my stereotypes and then the reality of like what I was experiencing. And and truly what I was experiencing were a lot of really nice people (laughs) Um, and a lot of um, really beautiful places in our country too, where I might think, why would I ever drive through Western Kansas? There can't be anything there worth seeing. And yet it was so beautiful. And, and I, the skies, like even to this day, I still remember how big and open the skies were. And I would love to drive back through there again. So I think that was probably my uh, lesson to be learned <laughs> driving on that. It was four weeks of a lot of uh, letting my guard down. I'm curious, since you've done so much road travel, what is a weird, wild, or very interesting like roadside I'm fascinated by roadside attractions so like I'm curious about your 
um, interest in them and what you have maybe seen that has been just so outlandish that like it feels like it needs to be shared. <laughs> we did just come back from Big Bend National Park. So we were able to drive through Marfa, Texas, which has this very like is known for like the filming of that movie. What was the name of it? Oh my God! Starring. No country oh. for old men. <laughs> it might as well have been. No, it's like was w- it? It's like grand or something. No, it, it was, was a Rock um, Hudson. Oh, Rock Hudson oh, yeah, was Natalie yeah. Wood Dean, movie. No, yeah. not Natalie Wood. No, it was some um, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth and Taylor. James Dean was in it. it was Why can't I think some... of it? Hold anyway. on, we're gonna find out. <laughs> and they have there's like a giant. There's a giant mural. Mural. That, like, mural like that are cutout murals of them on the roadside, but then that's also they have the Prada store on the roadside there. So it was just like, we hadn't really encountered anything like that in, in our travels. Like that has been so sort of like quirky roadside thing. So I'm just curious about like, that's probably the first, the thing that sticks out in my mind the most is that the oh movie is, the movie is called giants. Giant. See, <laughs> did they say it was like grand or something? <laughs> and we've been yeah. saying that word yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Giant. Well, so there's a Marfa road trip in the book. It has you like fly into El Paso and it has you go through Marfa and then end in Big Bend. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. we did. Yeah. And that was because I had literally done that trip with um, friends of mine from Austin and we were like, let's put this road trip together. And so we did that. So I basically just wrote our experiences um, for that road trip. But if that is your only experience with the roadside attraction, my friends, you have to get on Route 66 because uh, yes. that's all Route 66 is. And what is so fascinating about Route 66 is all of these roadside attractions popped up during Route 66's heyday, right? In the 40s and 50s, because the idea was there was so much traffic on Route 66. And I mean traffic in that, not like stop and go, but just people driving on there that each um, destination had to make themselves more interesting, more weird, more unique in order to get people to pull off and spend some money. So all of Route 66 is just roadside attraction after roadside attraction after roadside attraction. And my very favorite in the whole wide world is the Blue Whale, which is in Catoosa, Oklahoma. Catoosa, Oklahoma, which is just outside of Tulsa. There was a pond and this guy, he owned the property and he decided to build a whale that is giant out of like steel. It looks like a paper mache whale, but like the size of the Titanic. And it extends out over this pond. When he built it, he it was like a diving board and a slide. So you could run into the mouth of the whale and then just like keep running until you jumped out of its tail into the pond. And so to this day, you can go there. They don't let you jump in the water, but you can walk through the whale. <laughs> that is wild. You can like climb wow. up on its side and take photos. It's my favorite. And the whale is the cutest whale it has just the cutest face it's adorable except it's like the size of a yacht <laughs> okay like a luxury okay. like an ocean yeah. liner yeah yeah yeah, Sold. yeah 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 um, that's one of my faves i've got the el paso to big bend road trip i'm turned to that page in the book right now and i want to thank you so much for including marfa burrito oh. because uh those people are so kind so and nice so delicious literally best breakfast burrito I've ever had oh my gosh I think I don't know if I said that in the book maybe I've you said did. it other you okay. no you did you said 
the best uh, stop here for a breakfast burrito, quite possibly the best you'll ever eat. Literally the best. And I live in Phoenix, Arizona, where breakfast burritos are like a staple. <laughs> like you, like I could get a breakfast burrito from a different place every single day and never have, never have the same one. And that was probably, I think it's the tortillas in Marfa. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. whatever they're doing with those tortillas and they're hand tossing them. So as you know, when you go in there, you see them making the tortillas yeah. and then that becomes your breakfast burrito. It couldn't be fresher. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah. good. So good. Yep, we literally did all of this. Oh, this exact good. trip, yeah. like yeah. Alpine, Big Bend, all <laughs> yeah. of this. And I'm like, oh, I wish we would have had this when <laughs> we were time, doing yeah. it. <laughs> but we, we did it anyway. Um, we did it anyway. But yeah. you did it anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, f- we figured it out. But yes, we did. Uh-huh. We highly recommend that road trip, everybody. And it's totally, totally doable. Yeah. Like, and Big Bend is such a sleeper park. And we a did it. A lot of people we, don't go there. And funny, we did do it in four days. We, that's the number of days that you have listed here in the book, too. I couldn't agree more about Big Bend. I didn't know a lot about it before we went. Um, Um, We had friends from L.A. and friends from Austin, and then we were in Phoenix, so we were trying to find a place where Austin, L.A., and Phoenix people could all meet up, and we picked Big Ben because we could all fly into El Paso pretty easily, so that was how the whole trip came about. Um, but I had never been to Big Bend and I loved it. I just thought, as oh, you said, awesome. such a sleeper park. There was no one yeah. there. And yet, oh my God, the there was stargazing. no one there. Amazing. The stargazing. Yeah. The Chisos Mountain. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So my favorite hikes, I love a good short hike. I, lo- I mean, I'll take any hike, but... My favorite hikes are the long, epic ones where you kind of like feel like you go through seven different (laughs) terrains like in one. And Big Bend has one that is just out of this world. Like I was so alive for every turn of that trail. Do you also on those epic hikes, not only do you go through different landscapes, but do you also personally go through like a life journey on those things? (laughs) Oh, certainly. I I think journey to the past on every trail. Every trail from (laughs) Anastasia. Yeah. The the Grand Canyon hike that I told you about where I saw Dave Matthews again, which I could have been hallucinating, but little baby. <laughs> it was, you know, it was like, what is that, 18 miles or something from rim yeah. to river, back mm-hmm. up to rim. And I'm telling you, I feel like I went through every like emotion you could go through. I went through like, I feel like I went through all the phases of life. Like, like at parts of it, yeah. I was like exhilarated and joyful, and at other parts, I was just like angry and cranky. And then I was, I was hungry, and then I was energetic, and then I was like, by the time I was coming out, I was like. I don't even think I was feeling anything anymore. Like it was just like mm-hmm. one foot in front void. of the other. Just void. <laughs> yes, just an empty shell of a human. But it, th- that's what the national park. I love the national parks because you can do these insane hikes like that, yeah. where not only are you seeing some pretty stunning landscapes, um, but you can also really like push yourself through some interesting journeys. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's Absolutely. like part of the beauty of hiking too, and I think. Part of that just comes from the regenerative power of nature and just being in nature and having that sort of groundedness and connection that, yes, a road trip can give you those beautiful, deep conversations, but 
there's something about nature that just centers you and I think allows you to have that experience that's a solo experience. And there's such beauty in that too. Very well said. Beautifully said. I feel like right now I'm getting to a place in my life where I finally like accepted that like the goal isn't to like always feel joy at every moment in time. It's that it's to accept that like the highs and the lows are all part of a beautiful fabric that we like a road trip if you will a road trip if you will (laughs) but I do feel like an epic hike is sort of like a lovely reminder that all of the things that we feel are not good or bad they just are their feelings just are and so like we get to see a lot of versions of ourselves all in one swoop and it always reminds me that I'm like yeah that means I'm a person who like is alive you know yeah yeah I couldn't agree more that was um do you have a do you have like a hike in one of the parks where either that was like the first time you had that realization or it was maybe Mm. the most memorable time that you experienced that ah oh that's good that's a great question that's gonna be a deep dive (laughs) because there's Mm. been so many at this point Mm -hmm. trying to think of like really formative sort of i'm gonna go to angel's landing (laughs) in um zion national park that started out for me as like thrilling and so exciting and i'm so ready to do this and then it was oh my god this is so hard oh i thought we were almost done oh we're not even close oh we're here and now there's this section with chains like I the chain I didn't even know about the chains I was totally surprised by these chains that you have to it's just like thousand foot drop-offs on both sides casually and I'm afraid of heights and it's like I was like what and so like there was a moment when he was like are you okay and I was like don't touch me right now I was (laughs) uh, because I mean I have a degree in drama so it's gonna be big and dramatic and so like and um yeah and then like We come back. There was a part where I slipped and I fell and it could have been really bad. And then I got up and I was like, I'm not going to emotionally process that. I'm going to wait till we're back down into like a place where the safety safety. And then like and then I was angry and mad and sad and like hysterical. And then we get off the trail and I was like, let's do like 10 more miles of trails today. (laughs) And then we did. Yeah, it was. So that was one for me. Yeah, I think. I the I'm thinking of a very specific. So I had so we had a trip planned to Shenandoah. I think it was our was it our second time to the park? Mm-hmm. I think so. And I had literally just went through a breakup like the day before. I think I called you like okay, like we're still going but like but this is where I am this emotionally. Is where I am. Right. And like you were coming in very raw. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so we hiked Old Rag that day, and Old Rag is such an incredible hike. And it is the hikes that like hit the button for me are the ones that are like playgroundy, jungle jimmy. Like you have to like use your brain. Like there's like some climbing, there's some scrambling, there's some like moving your body in ways that just aren't either on a true incline or flat. Like there's something happening. And I allowed myself to just like distract in all of that, and then we got to the top of old rag and I was like god this is so beautiful it was fall so everything was orange and looked like it was on fire and it was just gorgeous and then there was the come down into the woods and it was like emotions <laughs> sobbing and it was yeah and sobbing like literal sobbing yeah um 
and it was but it was that sort of like again it allowed there was an allowance of that release and it was just the two of us on the trail at that time like there was no one around and it was also like a safety security thing like I knew I was with somebody that I could be open and raw with but I think nature helped to push that along a little for me for sure yeah yeah I have a similar story not nature but road trip related and I was living in New York at the time had just gone through a terrible breakup like like epic breakup and was moving out to Phoenix to Arizona where I live now and I had a job lined up but I was I was leaving New York because like this was the breakup of all the breakups and I was like I gotta get out this island is very small (laughs) like I gotta get off this place And had just packed up my car, just like my little car with whatever I had. So there was like not a moving truck. It was nothing. It was like me and all my like literal baggage and like emotional baggage and just started driving west. And it was like things just hit a little different when you, you're carrying that stuff and all those feelings, but then also you're on the road, right? And it's just like hours to think, but like a sunset hits a little bit different. I remember being on I-40 and I think I was like going through the panhandle of Texas, which is a very like vast expanse of land. Like there's not a whole lot. There was just, the whole land was flat and the sun was just like, just kept sinking and sinking and sinking. And I just was wa- literally watching the sun set and it was, as I said, just hits a little different when you're feeling all the feelings. And I think that was probably when I was like, oh, a road trip can be a lot more than just a way to get from point A to B. Like by the time I got to Arizona, I felt so much lighter, like lighter and sparklier and like like ready to like start this new chapter. And I do not think that I would have felt that way if I had gotten on a plane in Newark and landed at Sky Harbor. Like I don't think... I think I, I think I would have been just a mess and I wasn't, I mean, I was during the trip by the time I got there, I wasn't. (laughs) It's real hard to feel sparkly in Newark. (laughs) (laughs) At least the Newark airport. Let's not besmirch the good people of Newark, New Jersey. The Newark airport area. (laughs) Right. Right. I completely feel that and totally Mm -hmm. relate to that. There is, a process that a road trip gives you as you called it a transformational journey that we all personally go through somehow some way and I think it's all about the possibility when we're when we actually are really open to that I think so too real quick we have to thank you for (laughs) as a as a as people who live in New Jersey this road trip up the Jersey Shore is perfect oh yay (laughs) did you get to do this one I did, yes. So I I had um, way many, many years ago, um, I had dated someone and all of his family was from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I got inside scoop um, on all things New Jersey. And also I love Bruce Springsteen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and so I was a fan of Bruce Springsteen's. And so I was always sort of like strangely drawn to things like all things New Jersey. <laughs> Um, and so I was really excited. It, this, that road trip actually almost didn't make it in the book because we, we kind of had like a longer list and we were trying to pare things down and it almost didn't make it in. I'm and so I was like, I, I, think, yeah. I think we need to keep yeah. it in. It's so, um, it goes from Cape May to Ocean City to Long Beach Island. Thank you so much for including <laughs> Long Beach Island. What a very special, weird place to Tom's River, Asbury Park, which is like we're in we are in Asbury Park all the time. 
all the time and then up to Long Branch. But there are so like I I tell people all the time, like when they visit, because I'm originally from the South. I'm originally from Mississippi. And so when I have family visit me, I'm like, we're just going to go to a bunch of shore towns because they're just so much fun and they're so beautiful. Yeah. And like we make many road trips out of out of this. But this would this is such a great way to spend and time and see like the beauty that New Jersey really has to offer, which I mean, it is the Garden State after all (laughs) and people forget that all the time so I'm really as a person I've now lived in New Jersey longer than I've lived in Mississippi so I can say as a New Jerseyan (laughs) I'm very very happy that you included it here I think there's something special too like about um sort of like the shore culture Mm -hmm. on the east coast like if you haven't grown up on the east coast you don't get that like that's what you do in the summer like I grew up in Maryland and everyone went to either went to the eastern shore or you went to Ocean City but it's or you go to Myrtle Beach and it's like a thing it's like a thing that everyone on the east coast does is like you have your shore that you go to and that's where you spend like your weekend or whatever and and there's all you're waiting in traffic <laughs> it's really hot and humid but like you just can't wait to get to the shore and now that I've been on the west coast for so long it's very different than California beach culture like that those are two very different like shore cultures, mm-hmm. if you will. And that was why I was really excited to be able to include a Jersey Shore road trip in there. And also there's a, a Chesapeake Bay road trip as well, which includes a lot of like the Maryland beaches because it was just it's what I grew up with. It's like special to me. I, I, I want some Californians to, to take a road trip and experience it. I love that specifically about moon travel is that there's so much of you in the book. You are the expert. Like, and it's obviously you've done so much traveling, but like, it's great that you included that Maryland trip because that's like you, you're writing what you know and you included this New Jersey trip. Like, obviously you've done these big, massive cross-country trips, which are things that people aspire to all the time. But then there are these small little pockets that allow people like a window into, you know, a part of the country that they might not have ever thought about just doing a small road trip in um, and really opening up the beauty that there is in just that maybe four day trip or maybe two day trip. Like, I think that's so great. And the fact that you have the ownership over that of just feeling like I've done this and I love it and I want to share it because it makes me happy and I've loved this experience. So like, that's such a beautiful thing. And that's what I love about this book specifically, but all the moon books, because the people that write them know what they're talking about. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And I think that I think that's also like a unique thing about guidebooks. I mean, you can go online and you can find everything you need to know about taking a trip, right? Like all the information's on the internet. It's there. But what I love about a guidebook is exactly what you said is this is a person, whoever authored that guidebook has, they've been in the trenches. Like they put the miles on the car and they put the miles on the hiking boots and they've been there. And so a lot of it might just be their own tastes, but it's still like so personal. And I think that's like what's special about a guidebook. And and in fact, I when I just did that, that Oregon coast trip, I took um, the Moon um, National Parks book by Becky Lomax with me because we visited, we went to Death Valley and we went to Yosemite and we went to all of these national parks and I had her guidebook in the console and we would just flip it and flip it open and read aloud and like absolutely like follow like turn by turn sometimes like let's just let's just do what she said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean Becky's book is consistently with us and I think Yum. that your book is probably going to probably no, be consistently with be us consistently too because with us. 
it's Aww, like the you. pearls of wisdom are immense yes yeah and you have an epic playlist right you put all those songs together you're gonna have like 10 hours of some music and some podcasts ain't no problem with that no <laughs> speaking of fun we do like to end every episode with a game so we have written a game and we're wondering if you would be interested in playing i would love to <laughs> you haven't seen this great game. i don't know this game either so great. i guess and we're both playing this is um a game about states license plates since you okay. spend so much time on the road um and i already feel like i'm gonna be amazing okay. at this well so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um i i think you both will do very well okay all right are we consistently get not critiqued but um people say our trivia is very hard yeah. we get like that's our um that's our one note. They're like, this is because we do a game of we each write a category of Jeopardy for each other at the end of every episode. And um, the note that we consistently get is like, it's fun, but it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I've made it very accessible for everybody here. <laughs> All right. For, I know there are seven of them for 100. This state's plates are beautiful, featuring a desert landscape with cactuses on it. While the state's nickname is, after this national park, a vast and grandiose chasm, the park itself is not the graphic of the plate. It's Arizona. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say our plates are very pretty. It's like they a are. sunset with like a little saguaro. And we uh, are the listen, Grand Canyon state. Yeah, it's, New Jersey so pretty. with our plain yellow. Yellow. Plates. It's like a, it's just literally Golden like a, a yellow ombre. I'm like, why not make it beautiful? I always thought, yeah. I was always jealous of New York's plates when it was the old plate with like the skyline and like Niagara Falls and the blue. And now I, was I like, think so they're cool. like an orange, right? It's like a dark. It's blue. It's the dark blue and orange. Blue now. and orange. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, there's so much personality that can come out in a license plate. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about bumper stickers. I'm talking about <laughs> license plates. Yeah. All right. For 200. This plate features the phrase taxation without representation, which underscores the understandable ire of being part of the U.S. with no representation in Congress. Do you know what it is? I know what it is. Do you know what it is? I don't know. I could guess, but I, I want I want you to go. It sounds like you know what it is. I think it's Washington, D.C. That's correct. And while monkeys' brains are <laughs> popular, <laughs> so popular. Cantonese. Cantonese cuisine yes! are, not, <laughs> are not often to be found in Washington, D.C. <laughs> ah, this just turned into a Jessica. clue podcast. Is that what we ate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jessica, we knew you were family. Mrs. Peacock was a man? <laughs> no, wait, mm-hmm. but wait. Great. Did, did you, how do you know that's my favorite movie? Is this like? Oh, it's know. our well, it's no, our favorite it's our movie. favorite movie. Yes, yes. no, yes, yes. <laughs> clue. <laughs> no, yes, Qu- consistently quoted. quoted. Consistently. No, I can Are you like... hiding? I'm coming. <laughs> I can do the whole movie start to finish, and yeah. that is how I met my best friend in the whole world. Was she accidentally started like doing the movie, and then I finished the movie, and we were like. Oh, should we friends be best forever? Friends, friends forever. <laughs> yep. I feel like we had a similar something mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. with us with Clue that movie. and Drop Dead Gorgeous brought yeah, us together. That's another mm-hmm. yeah, one of yeah. our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm not All shouting. Right. All right, I am. I'm shouting. <laughs> I'm, I'm shouting. shouting. I'm shouting. Shout- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh. Occasionally, when there are silences, I'll just go. My wife had friends who were uh, <laughs> socialists. socialists. <laughs> 
<laughs> Connecting on Clue here. I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, for 300, this state's plates feature a rainbow arching from end to end, a nod to the beauty and splendor of this specific state where you couldn't take a car to get everywhere you wanted to go. Yes, that is Hawaii. That's correct. Yep. Uh, for 400, this state's plates have a pelican, which also appears on its flag, along with the phrase Sportsman's Paradise, a nickname for this southern state. I maybe one of the Carolinas? I'm thinking either Louisiana or Florida. Ooh. I don't know, though. It's I don't Louisiana. Know. Oh, it's Louisiana. <gasps> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. I knew that I'm pretty sure the pelican is the state bird of Louisiana, but then yes. the birders might... My fellow birders might come for me not knowing that. I think that's not true. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) For 500, this state's plates have a nod to the national anthem on them, featuring fireworks and Fort McHenry, an incredibly inspirational spot for Francis Scott Key. They have fireworks on them? Mm hmm. Or perhaps bombs bursting in air. I don't know that either. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I think no. I came in with too much swagger. I, I oh, Virginia. Do it. Be confident. Maybe is it Virginia? Maryland. Oh, is it Maryland? Yeah. Oh, I thought that they had the flag. Is the, is the, the flag Maryland is flag? there too? But no, oh. the the maybe it's an older version of the plate too. Yeah. I think oh. maybe the newer version does have the flag, but there's an older version that has Fort McHenry. There's oh. a flag and there's bombs bursting oh. in there. I don't know. All right. Now I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 600, this smack dab in the middle of the country state's plates feature a western meadowlark and goldenrod, the state bird and flower, respectively. This is a little bit of a toughie. Hmm. Western like meadowlark. Smack dab in I the middle. I mean, meadowlarks are probably somewhere in the Great Plains, I would imagine. <laughs> Where there are meadows. Well, think about states like right in the middle of the country, like literally in the middle of the contiguous U.S. Like Kansas, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska. Great. All right. And this one's <laughs> hopefully an easy $700 one. I'm Great. sorry. <laughs> the first in flight state features an homage to the Wright brothers who launched their first successful flight in Kitty Hawk. North Carolina. That's correct. There we $700. Go. $700. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for everything and for Clue and for playing along. That oh. This was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. It's like, I'm going to hang up with you and I'm going to call my best friend Katie and I'm going to tell her what just transpired. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to believe me. This is so exciting. at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images of this episode, follow our Instagram at gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. And that's gaze, G-A-Z. 
All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Slios on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey.